the Showtime They guys. should fucking put those guys to work. Give them an hourly paycheck with benefits. Mm-hmm. Every seven minutes, they come in your car and they start dancing. Man. So you wake up. Fuck them, first of all. <laughs> I hate them, too. Yeah. I'm just saying. They don't stab you. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Citywide crime is down, but underground, we're on the wrong track. Subway crime up 36%. Subway slashing and stabbing incidents doubled over last year. Grand larceny's up 32%. That's hard to really visualize what that means. Grand larceny? Yeah, that's like stealing a phone. Yeah. <laughs> they should just say phone theft. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this week an, an R train hijacked by goofballs claiming to be members of ISIS. They jumped off the train at 14th Street, Union Square, and then disappeared into the crowd. Passengers have been randomly jabbed with a syringe, threatened, and cut with knives and machetes. Box cutters, a seven year old woman, needed 35 stitches when her face got cut open. Oh. Blood on the tracks. While off the East River, a cold, idiot wind blows through the halls. Gracie Mansion, where lives the mayor, who might have sown the seeds of the crime wave downstairs. The first sprouts poking out, led by a rash of slashing and stabbing incidents. 300 of them across five boroughs. Bratton says, it's an aberration, don't worry. Citywide, crime stop uh, dropped by 10%. Murders down 45% in January. And says the mayor, it's absolutely astounding. It's the safest January in our modern history. But look around on the subway. The guardian angels are back. It's the midpoint of Mayor de Blasio's term during the gray month of Black Hiller, America's largest city, world's loneliest town. Joining me now, Matt Fulcheron, the full charge. What's up, everybody? It's yeah. great to be here. We uh, talk about the slashing, stabbing, jabbing, slicing. In the subway. Yeah, yeah, we just rode the subway, me and Pat, and mm-hmm. uh, I and I heard this news, and now I'm fucking scared of the subway. I used to love the subway, <laughs> but now I'm scared. Oh, I don't want to jump ahead. But it's a relative this. few, you know. So, so it's not safer at all, mm. because, well, it's just safer above ground now. <laughs> <laughs> Is the mayor not counting underground shit? Is I, I guess he's not. I guess he's like. When you figure figure it into a larger hole, they're not doing as much uh, upstairs. So that they, if you like figure it out, and, and January is not a big crime month anyway. You know, January is kind of traditionally sort of a slow crime month because people, the thieves are lazy, too cold to rape, too cold to murder. Yeah, and people just take Black Hitler Month off. Yeah, and now uh, you know it's still. And by the way, get your votes in on CrimeReport.nyc to vote for the it's NYC Crime Awards are going on right now, and, and we're gonna have an award ceremony. If you're into it, if you live in New York, it's gonna be March 12th. It's gonna be in Tribeca. You're gonna really like uh, the meal. This place is great. I've been there, yeah. and y'all need to come out. New York Vintners. It's it's uh you know it's not free. It's like, a, it's like a, <laughs> I don't know what to say about the money. You know, I mean, like uh, it's like a, how how often do you get to hang out with with everybody you like? You know, right? I'd be surprised if it was free. Yeah, because it's fucking delicious. <laughs> I mean, it was free for me. I was performing. Yeah, it's free for you. It's free for you know uh, Anthony Cumia when he comes, and free for right. Gavin McInnes, and and he will be there, and uh, and and free for you again. And they got wine. A lot of they wine. They got wine. You like wine. It's not like, you know, uh, it's 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 obviously the rich people's wine. Yeah. Which, I, you know, what do I know? I haven't, I mean, like, I haven't I had a drink in 15 years, but I think tonight's the night. Yeah. I gave up wine before I gave up everything else. Did you give up wine before? 
93, I gave up wine and quit drinking until 2000. That's funny, man, because did you have a wine problem? <laughs> well, yeah. The problem was, when I drank it, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I drank a, a gallon of Ernest and Julio Gallo. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to just kill myself. It was did the you worst. Get, did you buy one of those jugs? It was jug. Yeah, I drank a jug. I drank half a jug one time when I was about 20 years old, and uh, it was a disaster. I don't, I don't, I, it's like I, I blacked out and... I don't know, because I didn't know how to drink wine then. This is a dumb story. Yeah, well, but fucking do not fuck with a jug of wine. <laughs> Strictly bottle, everybody. Yeah. Never buy more than one bottle, because you will drink it. In retrospect, it seems so obvious, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I don't know if these slashing and stabbings are such a big deal. There's six million people on the train every day. Six million. And that's, you know, so uh, there's like 6.45 crimes committed, and yeah. most of those are grand larcenies. Uh, what what uh, what Curtis uh, Sleeway, I think his name is the Guardian Angels guy, yeah. the weenie wavers. What do they? What do they do? Uh, they take their weenies out. Oh, okay. And wave them. Fuck, I'm all right with that. I, I don't <laughs> like it, <laughs> but it doesn't that's, bother me. It, it, there's less blood. Yeah, I don't want to get slashed in the face. Yeah, that's bottom line. The worst thing that's going on out there now. Uh, uh, people are, are are losing some blood, and and especially that woman. I guess that's a lot of stitches. You know, I guess an old woman's skin cuts open pretty easy. <laughs> <She's though>. Thirty five <laughs> stitches, right? Mm-hmm. Or is she thirty five years old? Mm. It's like it's like a seventy years old. Thirty yeah. seventy. After a while, these cases start to. You, you really don't. I don't know if you become desensitized to it. It's just that there's. So I much haven't to keep yet. Up with, you know? <laughs> I haven't yet. Every time I do this podcast and watch your show, I'm like, oh, be oh, horrified. Yes. Fuck. In the boom and bust black L- mecca. Like I try. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I tried to prepare for your TV show and mm-hmm. and I couldn't think of anything funny because <laughs> it was so fucking disgusting. <laughs> I've never had that problem. <laughs> I've just always thought all this stuff was yeah, just a yeah, hoot. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Well, know, like, it's funny because people, when you talk about babies, people like a dead baby or a, or a, an abused baby, people yeah. get really upset. And right. then, but then you, the thing that if you talk about a dog, people lose their fucking mind. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm the opposite. I don't give a shit about. I mean, I, I will never hurt a dog. No. But I'm not. Why one of these, bother? But I'm not one of these people like. Oh, you can't. You can't do that. <laughs> like, be a comedian and make a joke about a dog on stage about yeah. killing a dog. Just right. mention it. Yeah, and people or mention someone else killed the dog, Ugh. and they fucking hate you. They kill the messenger. You cannot talk about it. Just can't be. It's a topic you can't bring up. Pitbulls, right. even pitbulls, talking about dogs that have eaten babies. Right. They they, they like uh, cause. Look, I mean pitbulls. Let's let's just go ahead and say it. They're killing machines. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking for something to bite at all times, and 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 if they're not, they're like they're like uh, at the, I think it was uh, Bob Cag Goldwood who said they're like the Vietnam veterans. Of uh, the the crazy right. Vietnam veterans of dogs, you know, they just they're they're they have this like uh, trauma. Yeah, you know something, I don't give a shit about dogs. Mm-mm. Like I wouldn't kill one. Right. But I don't I don't give a fuck. I see people go ape shit over their dogs. Yeah. I guess I get it because like the dog never gives you a hard time or anything. But they do. They you know like they might not give me a hard time. They might not want me to come to their wedding. But my adult human friends don't shit on the floor. Yeah. I never step in a pile of that barefoot on the way to the bathroom. Oh, we had these. I had a. I had a. Right. I, had a uh, I had ten dogs in the first five years of my marriage. Uh, uh-huh. First marriage. You know what I mean? Ten yeah. dogs was like a. That's a, a lot of dogs. Revolving door. She couldn't get over it. She was always like a new dog, and I think that she had emotional problems. That uh-huh. she just, you know, w- would never get to the bottom of. So. Uh, yeah, so I that's mean, a divorce. That's a divorce. <laughs> I mean, it's like I'm sick of these dogs. Don't walk them. You em. broke up with eleven people. <laughs> <laughs> of course, not at once. We had three at right, the same right, time was right. the most. We we had one time we had a Doberman and two, like Yorkshire Terriers or something. Yeah, boy, not a Doberman. I'm sorry, a Dalmatian, the big dumb ones. So did you get tired of the dogs and had to pretend like you still liked them? 
I to mean, keep the marriage healthy? I was always neutral on him to begin yeah, with. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, and she was just begged for the dog, please, please. It was like a kid. It was like having a kid. Right. Yeah, married. And, and she was a kid. She was like, you know, she was 18 when we got married. Yeah. The day she turned 18. I married her the day she turned 18. The day she came out. The yeah. day she was eligible to be married. That's like the day I was like one of those idiots waiting in line for the new iPad or the something. The new Star Wars movie to come yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get it today. You got barely uh, legal. Boy, that's not that's a good idea. Real barely legal. Red hair, too. Yeah. She was like, not oh. a good idea, but, you know, no regrets, right? That she, was, yeah. <laughs> she had her moments, didn't it? <laughs> You you take the bad with the good. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, all these passengers, though, that's the main thing. And and, and now in Harlem, you know, then the Black Mecca, the, the boom and bust Black Mecca. This is what it's called to Wikipedia. I didn't make that up. A 38-year-old woman of Harlem fought with her older live-in boyfriend, 52-year-old Carlton Adams. They met in a substance abuse program just last year. And here it is February, and they're living together, and she's demanding more of his money. Sounds like it's about the money. She, yeah. The cheating is important, but she, you know, like she reveals in a Facebook post later on that, like, at one point in August, she was kind of left without anything. And I think that she's got a lot of rejection issues. Yeah. Well, they manifest in rage. Her pain uh, burns a God shaped hole in her addict's chest. And without the methadone <laughs> cure love, she's forced to fill it with revenge and get well by getting even. And we're now solidly in the scorched earth mindset of the void driven woman. Imagine a fiery-eyed female against a too silent barren background. Clowns moving. Clouds. <laughs> There's no clowns in this scenario. <laughs> no, okay. clouds. That's extra scary. Ew. Moving. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about when there's like a nightmare scene, the clouds just kind of like fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. And, and, and then there's like a sped up camera thing. And, and, and it's a Hollywood depiction. But that's she. this, this woman is going to pay him back for all the burning pain of her fiery heart with rapacious, vigorous. Leveling the man down, physically, psychologically, reducing this gentleman, depriving him of agency, caging him like a wounded animal. This woman, she scorched his flesh with hot grease. <sighs> You've been burned, like you know, by grease. Have you ever worked in a kitchen before? Yeah, I mean, I've cooked bacon before, and yeah. I've had it splash up on me. Only little, little tiny drops. Yeah, but it fucking kills. Yeah, it's like enough, right? Yeah. And 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 like you cook bacon with your shirt off, get all. I used to do that. Uh, I used to well, on my shirt off at work. But like the, <laughs> a lot of grease, you know, like you get splashed and and and, and it hurts. Well, it, imagine pour. She had it. She poured it on his face. Yeah, hot oil, his arms, legs, and oil too. And it sticks to you. It's like a different, different level. Maisha Hawkins Taylor is her name. She stabbed him after that, in the gut twice, and again in the leg, probably aiming for his groin. I right. bet you know trying to stab his fucking dick. Starting to sound like a Jody Arias, uh, Arias or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say like, oh, boyfriend. Oh, yeah, it was an accident. It was self-defense. Uh, he abused me, so I shot him forty times and stabbed him thirty times, and I drowned him in a pool. <laughs> right. It was a, it was a gut reaction. It yeah. was a reflex. <laughs> just kept reloading. <laughs> well, she kept him captive then for thirty-six hours and begged him, uh, or he begged her rather, to call nine one one the whole time. He no like, shit. It is really hard to not do that to like when someone's begging for assistance, medical help, and you can and you can listen to that for thirty six hours. Yeah, Man. I know. I can't. I don't even like like when commercials come on Pandora. <laughs> you know what I mean? It drives me insane. Yeah. If someone's yelling at me for thirty six hours, mm. I'll, I'll let fucking, them out. I'll Uber them fucking. Yeah, the most expensive way. And then like even if a dog is like up, you know, like whining and shit like that, it's like it's the sound of it that. Well, this. This woman 
didn't care. Now, landlord Felixia Camacho, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing that right. White guy? Felixia, yeah, white. Yeah. It's a woman, actually, I think, told the Daily News. She said uh, they were fighting because she wanted more money over his cheating, and uh, I never <laughs> thought she'd do something crazy like that. When you look at this woman, you can tell she it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like I, The only guy who can't see that is the guy that's fucking her. Uh-huh. It's like she has. they have an invisibility to that guy. Yeah, because he's he's like, oh man, he, he he relates that intensity to the sex. Right, 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 right. But everybody else is just going, oh, you fucking look at that. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's not a good. So she she has a very I've intense look. Yeah. So was, yeah. you had a crazy one like that. Oh, I had a crazy girl that was just, uh, you know, I feel bad calling her crazy because sometimes we got along, and if I saw her, I'd be nice to her. But mm-hmm. she's this Hollywood actress who is fucking beautiful, but she loved to fight, oh. and she loved to make up. <laughs> so I can never get away from her. I was constantly running away from her. She was constantly like, hey, why don't you come back and make up? And I'd be like, no, come on. Uh, you know, no. And then the third time, all right, all right, all right, fine. But this time's going to be different. Do you understand me? Uh-huh. It was it was fucking great. Yeah, sounds like a real ride. I, I, I could visit it, you know, for... Uh, for 36 hours. How long? How, how many times did this happen? I mean, I mean, how long ago was this? I mean, this, tell me more. This was like uh, 2006. No, 2005 into 2006. This went on and off for a year and a half. Whoa. It was fucking glorious. It was some real Hollywood, like, like, like dirtbag fucking Hollywood bullshit. Mm-hmm. It was like some TMZ shit, but we, were, we, were, we weren't famous. <laughs> Look, we're plenty good looking. <laughs> we were both barely in the business. She was in a bunch of commercials, and I was on Last Comic Standing. Oh, and we yeah. were just fucking going at it. On your way. Tearing each other down. Every inch of progress. Just fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Did you ever miss any auditions and shit like that because of it? No, 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 no. That's good. If it doesn't damage your career, then <laughs> no. you really, you figure you came out ahead. It probably helps. People looked at me <laughs> standing next to her. They're like, that guy knows something. You see, that's good because people see me with, with uh, news or Mandy Statmiller, mm-hmm. and I figure they go, oh, that guy must be like some kind of producer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy's, like, you know, yeah. Or like some major coxman. Yeah, well, yeah, you know that I mean? too, yeah. I, I Either way, like, they're, they're attributing something great to you. Some, no, some guy who can help her with her career, I think is what... <laughs> Yeah, but uh, there was a lot of blood. This is a quote from Camacho. Fingerprints with blood were on the floor. She finally called 911, this woman did, because she feared for his life. She thought he was going to die. And, uh, yeah, he probably, I mean, if you stab a guy in the gut a couple of times and and in the leg, you sever a femoral artery. He'd have been dead if she she did that. They show up, and, uh, well, anyway. She is arrested. Hawkins, Taylor's Facebook page, rife with references to addiction recovery. It says, she, uh, here's a quote, I'm trying my damnest to stay focused today. I have so much I need to repair in my life. I was literally left with nothing because of wrong decisions I made, like stabbing fuckers. 86 times in a row. It's not a good idea. Commissioner Bill Bratton, uh, he didn't weigh in on this at all. What's this girl's name? Her name is, uh, yeah, be on the lookout, Hawkins Taylor. Maisha. Isn't that Dave Grohl's drummer's name in the Foo Fighters? <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know, but it should be. I think be. it is. Is, is. is it a female? Uh, no, it's a dude, but uh, still. He's Canadian. They have different names over there can, yeah, for, Canada. for the sexes. I'll tell you something about Canada. Yeah, they'll have like a dude named Marie or something like that. That's it, fucking scary, dude. Mm. So this girl's cute or what? Or she's just crazy. Well, she's she's not thin, and uh, she's got a pretty face, as they yeah. say. Uh, I, w- I mean, I would, but yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean a lot, right? Uh, she, it ain't it ain't worth a fucking hot oil on. It's not, and and that's the thing. You meet somebody in a recovery uh, substance abuse recovery program, then yeah. like you have to. 
they they advise against it. They they all but tell you like they're all psychos. That's what they don't. That's what they don't tell you. They go like, right. look, you're not really in a place to make great decisions right now. You're newly sober. Yeah. Uh, and plus, everybody you meet in here is going to be a fucking rattlesnake. They don't say that. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. They say for at least a year, right? Yeah, you give it a year. And these people met in the program. I mean, they didn't give it any time at all. I mean, like, I had a relationship with a girl that It happens all the time. It happens to almost everybody, right? I mean, I... I mean, let's face it. How can it not? Because all of a sudden you're not doing drugs or drinking, and you just got all this time on your hands, and... Huge void to fill. You want to feel good. And you also relate to these people. Yes. Right? It's a new club, you know? It's it's really... Yeah, you're right. It's, It's impossible not to. They, That's they, why they made the rule. They don't make rules because <laughs> because it issue. wasn't happening. <laughs> they even have a name for it. It's called the Thirteenth Step. Ah. The Thirteenth Step. Somebody. In this case, they were both. You know, brand, I guess the guy was probably brand new too. And like, what if they met in the program and he was some kind of counselor or like a like he has a black belt in in AA or whatever it is? They, I guess it's crack because I say <laughs> substance abuse. I assume crack because right. what else would it be? It's some kind of cocaine. It's something of that heroin. nature. Boy, that stuff is like I've never, I never did do cocaine. You've, you've done cocaine. <laughs> Barely. I, I, I hate to admit it. I hurt my nose. <laughs> but I was never, I never got into it. Yeah. To be honest with you, I never got into it. Well, that's because you, you know, you're not a chick. You have to buy it. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> well. This is what Commissioner Bratton says. He advises New Yorkers now. You need to be very aware. We're going back to the slashings and stuff. He says he encourages writers to avoid certain people. That's in quotes. That seems pretty obvious. The one-time yeah. transit cop also suggests riding in the conductor's car. There's a quote from our police commissioner. He says, I always try to get on the car that has the conductor. No matter what goes on, I want to be on the car with the conductor. That's going back to my police days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh... You know, he could be a little out of touch uh, because uh, the, the Mr. Mr. Curtis Sleeway, I think is how you pronounce that. Yeah. The, the, the Guardian Angels guys. He 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 got he ridiculed him actually for being out of touch on his radio show. He says the police commissioner blamed you, those who work two or three shifts and fall asleep on the subway for creating these problems. Right. He said you're going to rouse them instead of rousting the criminals, the pickpockets, the perverts, the weenie wavers, as I mentioned. <laughs> he said you don't do this with the homeless people. Uh, they lay parallel sleeping on the subway. That's true. Yeah. They lay the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Nobody does anything. Well, where are they going to go? You know, get the way, wake up. You don't want to miss your stop, whatever it could be. Yeah. They don't have a stop. Right. Uh, so he, he says you He says you would. Ne- you who never ride the subway are going to tell us how we should safely ride the subway, right. and then he and this is the this is the killer. This is what I love that he says. He goes, uh, "Imagine if everybody tried to ride the car with the conductor." <laughs> <laughs> I should be lopsided like hell. Yeah, I, mean, I can't do that. So there are guardian angels. They're back. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know until until. Do you I have just to believe? <laughs> <laughs> are they real? That's great, man. That's you good. Have a guardian devil on the other shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go go ahead, man. Take a nap. Get You'll be fine. <laughs> Better wait. You better stay awake. Don't listen to him. <laughs> yeah, you're, the the officer is gonna now. Uh, some people even think that this is a new kind of stop and frisk. That they're gonna that they're gonna wake up people of color in greater numbers, uh, and that it's gonna lead to you know altercations. Tired and stuff. black people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rouse the tired black people. They say. Well, they're only gonna be more tired. Yeah. And they look. It's gonna be an epidemic. <laughs> I'm just not really sure. I don't know. It, it sounds to me like they just don't want. Uh, they they go, man. What if some of these fuckers were asleep? And plus, it's true that uh, sometimes 
Sometimes people cut their pockets open. That's what happened to a guy on the four train. Yeah. Sleeping four train passenger felt a tug and woke up to a man standing over him holding a razor. His left pocket was cut in an attempt to rob him. The robber was standing over him with a razor in his hand. That's what he woke up to. And he, mm. he, the guy punched him in the face. He punched the guy in the face and then he ran off the train. And uh, The yeah. guy with the razor? The, the, the guy the with thief, the razor, yeah. He ran he, off. He punched and ran? Punched the guy and ran. Because yeah, the guy tried to restrain him, I think, for cutting his pants. Well, I'll tell you what, man. That's He got off scot-free. He didn't get his wallet. Uh, well, not scot-free, but he didn't get his wallet stolen. He didn't get his face cut. Yeah. You don't want your face cut. Just it's a theme to a lot of these stories. <laughs> Avoid <laughs> getting your face cut. What's wrong with my arm, man? People, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with my arm? This, this Cut face, a leg. This face is money. Cut a leg. Yeah, this is my fucking. I make thirty five dollars, thirty five thousand dollars a year off this face. Do not cut my yeah. shit. Yeah, man. Come on. Actually, I could probably get a gig on Sons of Anarchy or some other biker show. It might actually improve your yeah. uh, your your higher ability, and and you could get like, maybe like a hockey mask is what it's going to come down to. People. I would have to become a tough guy. I would have to like. Start working out. It's I would a, have to get a whole new persona. Huge hassle. Yeah. That's not really a full charged kind of thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. I do not want this face cut. <laughs> I feel like we're talking about it way too much. I, yeah, you're right. I'm getting yeah. scared. I, I totally agree. So the strap hanger here now, uh, 59-year-old Antoinette Perry says that, uh, they're, they're explaining, because Bratton wants to know, he says, if you're sleeping on the subway, this is Bratton talking, he goes, you make yourself a very easy victim. A much more uh, susceptible to crime. He goes, why would you put yourself at that risk? So that some people think that's victim blaming. I don't know. He estimates 50% of subway victims were asleep. I haven't heard of any except for this guy with a pocket. Yeah. A strap hanger, uh, like I said, 50, 50. By the way, uh, my uh, boycotting of the word strap hanger ends today. <laughs> I'm saying it, everybody. 58-year-old. Uh, I never have said it. I've always avoided it. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Strap hanger is like such a silly thing to say. It's outdated. There's no straps. But then yeah. but then we. I was talking to J.R. Havlin about it. I said, well, yeah, it's now it would be pole, pole holders or something. You know? Right. Like, right. Let's go back to strap hanger. Yeah. <laughs> it serves a purpose. Let's face it. Well, so the strap hanger, 59-year-old. 58-year-old Antoinette. This show, nobody's listening already. They've turned it off. <laughs> They're very impatient. The rocking Hang of the... in there. We're trying to save lives, people. <laughs> this one says, the rocking of the train uh, lulls passengers to sleep. So bl blaming the train uh, for lulling the victims to sleep. It's like a woman's womb. It, uh, uh, like a mother's womb, rather. It's it's comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, the, I don't the, quite see it that way. So everyone's blaming the victim, and then the victim's blaming the train? Yeah, it all goes How back far to is this going to go? <laughs> the train's going to blame the tracks. The tracks will blame the city of New York. Right back to the mayor. Let's go to it's the a top. vicious circle. Yeah, and it is all squarely on the fucking mayor. NYPD's <laughs> new policy. Wake fuckers up. Subways are not for sleeping, said Bratton. I know <laughs> I know. people have gotten out of work and are tired, but we are going to start waking them up. I can't wait till those billboards come out. Why not just have like a big blaring sound over there just like, yeah. Like every like few minutes to wake I, people I gotta up. tell you, I've fallen asleep on the subway before. I have. It's too. very, it's very soothing. It's not hard to. It's like falling asleep on a plane. It's yeah, the easiest, right? I mean, and then you trust people on the plane a little more because they can't get away. Yeah. But you know what they should have is you know how like every once in a while somebody will come out and start dancing. Like two guys will come start dancing <laughs> with a boombox. Yeah. The showtime. They guys. should fucking put those guys to work. Give them an hourly paycheck with benefits. Mm -hmm. Every seven minutes, they come in your car and they start dancing. Man. So you wake up. 
Fuck them, first of all. <laughs> Second of all uh, I hate them, too. Yeah. I'm just saying. They don't stab you. Yeah, they don't. You ever had the radio? They put the radio right by your head if you happen to be the dick. But you're a dick if you get up and walk away. You're like an uptight white guy. Yeah. But then but then you got to sit there with fucking jam on it playing in your goddamn right ear. Yeah, I got to pretend to like this. Yeah, I know. I, one time I was asleep, and they came on, and they start all their shit. And the guy had a hat. He was doing the, the hat tricks they do. You know? Yeah, yeah and, he, yeah. and he dropped the hat on my leg. He like bounced, like rolled it off my leg, and I just fucking, <laughs> I kicked it off on the floor. I scooted it on the floor, <laughs> and he looked at me like I was the asshole. Right, man. Yeah. That That'd be so time. funny if you grab the hat and start dancing, but you can't dance that well. Yeah. So you just like <laughs> fucking jerk off, <laughs> then pass it around like like you get the money too. That's exactly how it would go too. <laughs> well, maybe things will be better once we get this trolley going. Uh, okay. Mayor de Blasio says $2.5 billion for a streetcar, and it, uh, it's going to be in service by 2024. Now, this route that they've got, it's from Queens. It's like Queens, Astoria, there down into like, uh, I don't know, Crown Heights, Brooklyn, some shit like that. But it goes down into some uh, like kind of like along the waterway mostly, and uh, it's closely resembles, it says, the proposal, the route that he unveiled, which was made last month by this nonprofit group called Friends of the Brooklyn Queens Connector. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> The Brooklyn Queens Connector. Uh, Friends of the Connector also happen to own a lot of property in Dumbo and downtown Brooklyn and everywhere else that the place stops, that the thing stops. It's, uh, you know, they're uh, they're going to make a lot of money. You know, they're going to yeah. make the thing stop everywhere they have. <laughs> property? Gonna, or, exactly. Or, right, right. Yeah, where right, they right. own shit. It's going right. to be a bonanza, which fine, whatever. You know, I don't know what it's going to cost to ride on this goddamn thing. Uh, it's owned by uh, Jed Walentas, uh, developer Two Trees, and investor Fred Wilson of Union Square Ventures, if, you, if anybody cares. Helena Durst of the Durst Organization. It sounds like they're cutting it up like the mafia. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, so they're betting big on enormous uh, mixed-use development at the old Domino Sugar Refinery. We're really getting specific <laughs> here. I don't know, Williamsburg. It, it, shit's going to cost a lot of money in Brooklyn pretty soon. It sure. already does. That, like, really goes in vain with, like, you know, everyone, I don't want to jump on the on the bandwagon, bandwagon or the band train or whatever, but everyone, like, fucking hates hipsters now, and, like, hipsters do, like, old-timey shit. Yeah. And they're really catering to guys with mustaches and pocket watches. Now it's going Am too I wrong? far. Yeah, a trolley. Yeah, well, let's <laughs> take the trolley to go get my heroin. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. They're gonna be sitting on the trolley playing with their fucking iPhones, tipping their hands like flip, yeah. flipping a coin. I always think about like flipping a, a coin in the air, like um, like the like a cartoon. Yeah, That's these, these people are uh, they've they got a lot of money. What the and and uh, the hipsters. Uh, I, I, they have jobs that you don't really have to make a lot of money doing it. There's no way nobody's making that much money as like some sort of like a a fine beer uh, brewery or some shit like that. Right. And then it's, it, I, uh, I, you're saying what I think you're saying is that Williamsburg already already has old money. All <laughs> these kids already have old money. Trust fund kids, they call them. Yeah. So so I mean, like, how much more expensive can it get? Right. I guess a lot more. It's going to be the new fucking Manhattan, and the whole thing is going to be owned by uh, the Asian people. The, or Pepsi. The, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the halftime show? For Christ's sake, the whole planet's about to look like that. Three Bushwick home invaders invaded a home in Bushwick, and the fifty-year-old victim awoke to find that they'd rummaged through her drawers, and she fought them off as they covered her mouth and tried to. God damn. Back, they tried to drag her into the bathroom. Can you imagine? That's so terrifying. Yeah. Especially you sleeping. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, three motherfuckers are on top of you with their hands on your mouth. Yeah. I can't handle that Go shit. Get in the bathroom. I yeah. would fucking panic. <laughs> 
And she I would lose my cool pack. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I don't even have to get slashed here. <laughs> I was asleep, and they're ruining it. And they, they, they ran out without their shoes. She, that's how hard she fought them off. She fell down some stairs, but they ran out without their shoes. Call 1-800-577-TIPS if you know these. It's like the jerky boys. These shoeless bandits. <laughs> yeah, I fell down the stairs, and my shoes fell off. In court, a Brooklyn woman sobbed as she and jurors watched surveillance footage of the beating she sustained at the hands of her boyfriend, Tory Branch, who, along with an accomplice, beat the shit out of 35-year-old Mia Jones. She was seven months pregnant, and Branch was allegedly trying to put a stop to that. As she (laughs) cried uncontrollably, Branch stared at her emotionless. I love a courtroom scene, you know. Uh, Branch had texted her that day, I want to fuck. And this is a, <laughs> and and then she told she's like, that's uh, my move. Give me, <laughs> give me some shrimp and fries. So uh, that's what she literally said. So he was bringing over the shrimp and fries. She thought she was expecting him. He asked her what kind of coat she was wearing. Now this is going uh-huh. back to the day that of the attack, so that his accomplice, who was going to initiate the whole thing, which he did, uh, would know what you know who 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 to get. Yeah. What kind of coat you're gonna? Okay, got it. And. He dragged her out into the hallway, started punching her in the stomach, holding her. Well, he was choking her and holding her. Okay, so now Tori Branch comes in and starts wailing on her stomach. Uh, she was she had been returning from an, an appointment. These two guys with ski masks just work her over. Um, the way she knew it was him is his high butt. That's what she said. She recognized his high butt. She recognized his her, high her, butt. Her her man. Her or man. Like, or yeah. the guy. Okay. Yeah, the accomplice she thought was another guy, but yeah. they they that they determined that wasn't him because the, the height was all wrong. But he so, got like a horse's ass. It's like way up. Yeah. It's way up there. Yeah, it's way up there, apparently. High bottom. So she she was beaten unconscious, uh, you know, anesthetic, I guess, you know, to, for the surgery. Right. They woke up in a pool of blood, a pool of liquefied baby, a pool of little baby Kennedy. <laughs> baby aid? Yeah. Baby. The baby that was not to be. And look, I don't know. Freedom of choice, right? I mean, like, uh, why is it that that would say it's the woman's choice? The guy has a huge fucking stake in this. Yeah, but I, he doesn't get it legally. It does, he doesn't get it legally. I see what you're saying, Pat. We should. It should be like a because the guy's got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So the guy should be able to say yes or no. He should be. Able, yeah, exactly. You know, but he should but, at least have uh, some sort of legal ability to go like I'm signing off on it. Right, right, right. If you right. have it, that's it's on yours. you. Yeah. I mean, like, they should give the guy a chance to, to either take it or leave it. Accept or or not accept. And then the woman should be able to do what she wants to do from there. Uh, how is that? Yeah, how is that not the deal? Uh, because, dude, we, we just, it's a religious country. You're right. <laughs> no matter, people, people are always, you know, most people don't even, like, believe in abortion. Try so, saying abortion on a comedy stage. It doesn't matter in what context. People will clam up. Well, I would never lower myself to do stand-up comedy. But, uh... <laughs> Let me tell you, they are really sensitive about abortion and uh, dog abortion, especially. Yeah, they, they hate that shit. They don't want to hear about because it because it's like twelve puppies you're killing. <laughs> these, these, uh, and, and 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 here's the thing: the guy did Google it. Um, how many times would I have to hit my girlfriend in the stomach? Like he he Googled like variations on you know it, how to have a I don't, how I don't to make even... her have a miscarriage, which I think is pretty comical. Yeah. You know, I mean, like that's 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 a that's a humorous element. He of didn't go with roller coaster. That's much more fun. <laughs> right, man. You could push her down the stairs. That way, you don't get your hands dirty. You know what I mean? That way, it's not like there's surveillance footage of that. You're just like she took a tumble. I'm paranoid to Google shit that I'm not gonna that I'm not even gonna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy's gonna do but it. But like, if you're gonna do it, fucking mm-hmm. use your friend's phone. 
Go to the library. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, he tried to get her to have an abortion for, uh, he had to, and then she, he tried to pay for it and everything. She didn't want it. She refused it. And she also said she was going to tell his girlfriend about the baby. So hey, his, his hands were tied. He pretty much yeah. had to do this. Yeah. So that's it. You can do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. <laughs> I hate women. <laughs> I'm Pat Dixon. <laughs> oh, you quoting him? Yeah, I'm, I'm quoting. No, I was. Yeah, exactly. I was reading this out. That was. Out oh, of, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. That was. Holy in the, shit. Yeah, for all they know. <laughs> it was implied. <laughs> uh, I'm the, sorry. I'm slow. Story of the New York Post here: the military veteran, former NYPD cop, busted for pimping women while on the force. He, uh, he. Not only did he ply his prostitutes with pot, but he transported a 16-year-old hooker. This guy's going to be in a lot of trouble. Eduardo oh, yeah. Cornejo, busted for uh, ferrying at least 11 girls to turn tricks. In seedy motels, hot sheets, and uh, <laughs> some. Say it with me one time, Matt. Say, hot sheets. Hot sheets. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you gotta, erotic. You gotta over overdub that about fifty times. I keep thinking. So it like, sounds like a crowd of people. <laughs> I need to hot just, sheets. Yeah. Make like an effect. I can just push a button instead yeah, yeah, of griping yeah. all the time. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, right after um, his shift, he would go. He would do this. He would take these prostitutes to these seedy hotels. Uh, he, he's truly disgraced. He sounds like he's a, the progression on this is amazing. Marine cop, pimp, you know, and yeah. then and then after the and then he got fired for a drug test uh, from the from the forest. So he was no longer a cop. He got a job at a Nissan dealership. Right. Auto sales. The final. I don't know what's next. I guess you know it's 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 jail. It's so cliche. <laughs> Two hundred thousand dollars bail. Uh, and, uh, you know, he also has his wife, who is a sergeant on the force. And I guess she is what they call estranged now. Yeah. yeah well, I don't like that word. That sounds like a snotty word to me, estranged. It sounds so dramatic. Yes. It sounds like, uh, you know, you're just sitting there missing each other, and it's raining. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and the, the clouds open up. Uh, yeah, I get the, they're looking at each other like, I don't even know you anymore. Yeah. Plus, it's a really shitty Guns N' Roses song. Yeah. Manhattan Supreme Court, a 22-year-old prostitute, loves her abusive pimp, raven-haired Jennifer Incarnacion, took the stand in an attempt to save the pimp charged with keeping her captive and abusing her. She testified under oath, I do what I want. Her pimp, Mickey Blue, is an admitted procurer has been caught on tape saying, my pimpin' ain't made for weak bitches. Whoa, <laughs> shit. He was singing along with the fucking record. You gotta go to school before you work for this guy. You can't just show up all novice and shit. Mm-hmm. His attorney, none other than Brooklyn jurist conjurer, a legal, uh, a legal thaumaturge and necromancer, Howard Greenberg, and you work a long time on the hair and he hits it. Greenberg asked, did the defendant ever force you to have sex with a John? And she answered, never. Uh, Who is in control when you get down and dirty with a John? He asked, myself. At 22, she's already served as cops, lawyers, and at least one judge. I think she's going to have a long career ahead of her. She's serviced these these guys? A judge? A judge even. A Chicago judge, she says. Wow. They're so crooked in Chicago, it's ridiculous. Deep dish. It's a fucking, it is a bloodbath in Chi-Town, Windy City, packing a bag, taking a trip. Rikers Island, a, a correction officer, busted by a chocolate lab who sniffed out the spice in his sock. Oh, shit. Ah, 25-year-old Mohammed Sufian, 
packed nearly 62 grams of synthetic wheat. That's a lot of, of, of anything. To yeah. Try to sneak. This shit is scary, this synthetic weed. Yeah, I've never done it. Uh, I I would assume you probably never smoked any synthetic uh, weed. No, 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 but I'm scared that they're going to put some of this fake weed in what they call real weed, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to cut my earlobe off. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's, it's one of those things that makes you do things you wouldn't normally consider right. doing. I jump out of a window. I can fly. It's very after-school special. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was one guy ate a guy's face. I think that he was the synthetic weed. They make it, they kind of like the stories blur and blend, and you never can really tell who's doing what. The synthetic weed is apparently really fucked up because it's not really made for human uh, consumption. It, it, it's, it's, it's chemicals. Yeah, and, and they can keep changing the formula to keep it legal. So, like, you know, <laughs> because they have to make it sp- a specific bunch of chemicals illegal, right? Yes. So then you just throw in another chemical and take one out, and now you got some more spice. Yeah, and it's probably something that's going to make you even weirder. I, it, I don't know, man. Say I, no to drugs, kids. It, yeah, it's fucking dangerous. I can't. I mean, look, you don't know what's going to happen. Okay. I guess maybe that's the appeal for some of these people. I don't know, man. If you're hanging out at a bus station all day, what the fuck else? That's why the, the bus station down there in, in Jamaica, people <laughs> hanging around on spice. Yeah. And they're like, we we gotta put a we gotta put a stop to this. I, I also think it's the marijuana lobby because big marijuana is becoming like a factor. Yeah. And I think the reason it's not legal is nobody has fully ponied up yet. I used to think it was like a thing. People like cared whether or not, you know, like it was good for you, bad for you. I think it's just all about the money. For sure. You know? I think there's no doubt about it at this point. Yeah. And and now they're just waiting for the the right bidder to come along and, and start tapping this gigantic market. I mean, they've legalized, you know, it's it's legal for all intents and purposes. It's just not technically legal. You can't go you can't buy, buy it that it. easy. Yeah. I mean, you can. I you think can spice is the it. last fucking, the last straw. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's getting fucked up on spice. We need to get some real weed in here. Yeah, they're like, they want to get rid of spice because they want to sell this fucking legal weed. They got medical, and, and like, you know, you've talked about it. And, uh, I, I've already mentioned that they, they that's the game they're playing in, in California still, right? Right, they legalized right. It yet. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not really legal. It's weird. It's and becoming it's, legal it's, in all these other states. Other than really, the, yeah, no, California's behind. Like, we, uh, we're not the cool state we used to be because, like, I think we even voted against gay marriage in 2008. Oh man! You know that's can you believe shocking. that? Yeah, if anybody's voting for it, you would think it would be. Yeah, no, California. We had it, and we took it back, <laughs> and then had to fight for it again. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah. It, we regressed. Shocking. Well, it's good. Yeah, probably the same could. year we put Barack Obama in the White House. Uh-huh. We you know we're making all that change. You roll we're like, back. Hey, let's get some real conservative one. Because uh, what people don't realize is. Um, California is not just San Francisco and Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Everywhere else is conservative and a small town, including San Diego is very Republican, too. That I did not know. Yeah. That's where news from there. And I didn't, I didn't know that there was such a conservative wind oh blowing over God. there. Well, I mean, they elected uh, Schwarzenegger, so it's got to be, right? The conservative governor. Is he the conservator yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was conservative. Yeah, he's kind of like a guy that's like that. But then... What do I know about California politics? But I don't Ronald know Reagan much comes out either. Of there, you know? All I know is what I just <laughs> told you. And then, you know, I grew up in Maryland, so I always thought of California as this weird, like, fruit loopy place. Yeah. You know, where everything went. But it, it, but it ain't like that. We're, we're behind. And there's a lot we're behind of, Washington. We're behind Colorado. Well, in terms of weed, and there's so many people there uh, that I, I think sometimes that the more people you have in a place, the more they, people start to go, like, we need to fucking tighten up. Yeah, because it's, it really starts to attract a, an element now. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, this guy was expecting payment. He got five hundred dollars for his spice on the night <laughs> <laughs> before his arrest, and then he was expecting more on delivery. And he faces, you know, fifteen years in prison. 
the the people who work at Rikers have the worst, hardest job that there is to basically, you know, supervise these fucking animals who will attack them at a moment's notice. I mean, these are the worst of the worst, the element of society. Their waiting trial is supposed to be. Some of them are in there for a long time. Yeah. And they got you know, the people who can't afford bail. So they're really, uh, it's a hardcore criminal element, obviously. Any, I mean, like, I, for me, anything is bad. Yeah. But, uh, but, but you know, if, if they run it like a prison, you know, from what I understand. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, and, and the, the guards are, generally speaking, pretty vicious too they beat people up they, they beat this they beat people to death sometimes yeah uh just just treacherous all around so i can see why the guys like i think the guards and the and, and some of the inmates are like let's just fucking make friends here well do you need anything you know and then like next thing you know you're and now they're really cracking down on it. a lot of people getting uh a lot of a lot of, a lot of guards are are kind of uh, i guess they're not careful enough but they're getting caught bringing in these hallucinatory potpourris really yeah God damn, trying to man. smuggle as blades too. They smuggle knives in. You know, the the prison economy is like you know anything. The guards are, are bringing in blades. A lot of them, yeah. Where do they think that's going? <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> they figure if they're the guy bringing it, they're not going to get caught. They're probably right. They know who to look out for in court. Pro- yeah, they probably don't like all. Their, you know how you don't always like all your coworkers anyway. <laughs> You're like, so if he stabs Jeff, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. The guys on spice all the time, anyways. <laughs> A jury awarded $15 million to a black NYPD cop for an injury he suffered at the hands of the NYPD. They uh, came to a, uh, a party that, of his daughters. It was um, Larry Jackson, Officer Larry Jackson, suffered a beatdown at his own daughter's birthday party. That is humiliating. Mm. And an altercation broke out at the party. Jackson's wife called 911. I'm thinking, that, that'll take care of it. Well, no. Bad idea. Responding officers assumed he was a black troublemaker. They beat him with batons, kicked him, blasted him with pepper spray and he yeah. may have to retire from the force because of his, his, his shooting hand is it's like y'all up. ain't got no fucking handcuffs <laughs> like just handcuff the motherfucker yeah you don't have to rodney what king's situation I, I, the guy was trying to show him his badge told yeah. him as a cop they're like and they didn't want to hear it sometimes i think that they're like it's they're very like one order that's it if you're not doing that they don't want to hear any explanations they're just like in a and They're probably taught that explanations are going to derail them and and keep them from their mission, so to speak. They're not big and on so, nuance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes you got to fucking listen to what's going on around you, for Christ's sake. You really do. You would think. But you know, these cops should take an improv class. That way they learn to listen to people better. They learn to respond and not necessarily go with, uh, you know... A, a, a pre uh, an idea yeah maybe the that? idea that the idea that you brought in your preconceived notion preconceived might, notion it I might not it, be I need to take an improv class too I couldn't might, think of that word it might not be where the scene's going yeah, yeah. I see what you mean right well a motivational speaker we talked about this on the uh, Anthony Cumia Network and I really enjoy doing that show on uh, on the Anthony Cumia Network it, it's a uh, New York City crime report you can watch it's very fast moving and fun and a lot of uh, I mean the show's evolved a lot and um, I guess we're up to about 15 episodes now or something. We're going to keep doing it, and I hope those of you who are watching it and joining us who have discovered the show through that, welcome. Glad you're here. A guy jumped into some water thinking that he was a motivational speaker, this guy. Now this is down, uh, <laughs> like, a, I guess, a uh, ferry down down uh, in the southern part of the city. Uh, so I go to Staten Island or something. But he said, this guy has a mohawk, and he says, the gift is so powerful. I mean, there's a video of this and everything. It makes us unique. It makes us superhuman. He talks about taking the island, burning the boats. He has a couple of catchphrases. Yeah, yeah. Taking the island and burning the boats. If you're gonna take the island, you got to first. You got to burn the boats. I suggest you jump off the boats first, or something. Uh, and and then he jumps off. 
Seems like a real... Uh, See, these catchphrases don't work for him because he jumps off way too far from the island. Yeah. And then the only thing that can save him is the fucking boat. Yeah. Thank God it's not on fire. <laughs> you burn the fucking boat, you, you jerk. I, I, I don't like motivational... Uh, I don't like motivational speaking, and I don't like fucking obnoxious people. And this guy's both. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is a fucking douchebag right down to the mohawk. There's never... The fat mohawk. Not the skinny mohawk. The fat mohawk. <laughs> He's got a fat mohawk. He's got the fat mohawk. He's, you, Fuck you and your fat mohawk. Yeah, And he also, he also doesn't nail it. He also keeps going, you got to burn the bridge. We gotta burn, or we gotta burn the fucking boats. He keeps saying that, and you can tell he's like going for his move, uh-huh. and he says it like eight times, and he doesn't like he. It does not, it's not a surprise when he does it. No, yeah. You know what I mean? He keeps inching. He keeps looking like he's gonna do it every time he says it. Yeah. So you know he's gonna do it. Right. And then when he does it, you go, Yeah, I knew he's gonna do that. Yeah, yeah I'm not inspired. You jumped off the boat. It's something we all could have done. We just know better. Yeah. Jesus, come on, man. And no one was like, cool. Everyone was just like, what the fuck? I don't even think they're gonna charge him with anything. Maybe. Uh, you know, what, what something conduct or something like that. So fuck this guy. Random attacks continue to put everybody slightly on edge. A woman was attacked at 49th Street, the station there, which is, by the way, 49th Street Station, the orangest station that there is. I was just there bricks. fucking last week doing your show at Caroline's, Yeah, Caroline's show. You got to get off the 49th Street stuff. This yeah. is scary. This is a scary <laughs> story. It really is because she's on her way back to Queens. It's 6.30 in the afternoon, and, and this guy stuck her with a needle, uh... And uh, and and I guess stuck like filled her full of something. I don't know why. She said she felt something go into her arm, uh, a syringe. This is thirty-seven-year-old Jenny Gonzalez. She was on the phone, not paying attention. I felt a sharp pain in my right shoulder, like this feeling you get, like an injection, like a flu shot. She said, but it's probably not a flu shot. Warm, stinging, pain feeling. That's what Ebola feels like in your veins. It's a yeah. monkey virus dancing for coins. <laughs> I'm sure of it. This chick is gonna die of AIDS uh, any minute now. Uh, and the guy was like kind of a, he has short blonde hair, sounds like a Nazi, walking right. stiffly, arms at his sides, black backpack, uh, he jumped on an R train. The R train is, is a train that like when it's going out of town into Queens, it's like the divider, you know what I mean? If you're on the R train, you're going a different way than the N train, which for me, when I was uh, living in, in Queens, going to Astoria. So everybody does it once or twice you get on the fucking r train because you're just like not really thinking and yeah it's, and it's different it's even like it's it's even a different like make or something like that like the seats are different and shit uh-huh. and i never liked it i had that like weird unfamiliar feeling that's funny because i don't know the difference i'll get on the n the r or the q yeah just not knowing what the fuck i'm doing because i only take it in, in, manhattan. in manhattan yeah in manhattan yeah. yeah it doesn't make any difference but if you're on if you're at 59th street lexington and and you're trying to go to either Queensboro Plaza or Queens Plaza. Boy, there's a gigantic difference. <laughs> go to Queensboro Plaza, take the N, Queens Plaza, take the fucking R, and then, you know, what comes after that? I don't know. You're going to Forest Hills or some shit. <laughs> right. Slow. Real slow. Well, that's, I guess, that what the where that guy's going now. This woman was going up to Astoria like all good people do. And she was shaken and unsure what just happened. I guess she went to the hospital right away because she told her husband about it. He sees the puncture wound, takes her straight there. I think he's just trying to see, like, am I going to catch this? Am I, do you have something? Yeah. Do you have hepatitis B now? I mean, they have <laughs> sex. Uh, well, it turned out she's, I mean, they gave her, they gave her a bunch of, uh, what do you call it, uh, antibiotics and maybe she'll be okay it's like she got stung by a racist bee yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it's like she doesn't even know exactly what happened at first probably you know you know you can't compute that shit yeah yeah you're only thinking about but, it but who the fuck has that much spare time 
to come get up. that evil on somebody. Oh, well. And poke it through a coat, too. The know? subway is for people with jobs. <laughs> Fucking move aside. <laughs> move to Jersey City, you cunt. Clearly, Black Hitler Month taking a toll on the city. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's a time in in, in 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 the year when everything's gray, everything everything is cold, and and but it's not all that cold all the time. It's, it's like you get a little snow. It's wet. It's it's dreary. It's everybody's just like, okay, the holidays are over. When does spring get here? Not for a long fucking time. March, usually pretty cold. April's no fucking yeah heat wave. Right. And you got to deal right. with Black Hitler Month until sometime early March. And that's when I like to visit New York during all these yeah. miserable fucking months. <laughs> It really Wait, brings the artist out in me. It, you know what? It's it's, it's a f- fuck coming when everybody else is here. You know it I mean? don't. Like, I gotta be honest. It doesn't bother me the cold. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of indoor shit to do in New York City. I hate to tell you. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I anyway. make my living indoors. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not a landscaper. What's the big deal? Oh, a b- quick update on the Long Island woman who sued the city after a cop allegedly helped himself to racy pictures from her iPhone. Uh, he uh, he arrested her during a traffic stop. Twelve year old veteran Sean Christian. What would he do? She says that he texted the compromising photos of her after she handed a female officer her phone to to prove her whereabouts. He even pulled her over for, like, no inspection sticker. It was bullshit to begin with. Arrested her because he found her prescription drugs. City settled the case. $45,000. That's way more than she would get from Penthouse. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, she looks very pretty. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure. I hope those pictures were were fully. They're, they're not going to stand by him. He's he he does he has liability. They didn't absolve him from liability, so he he's going to have to pay her some money. Well, the best part is too, like you can still do Penthouse and Playboy once the theme really catches on, because this is not an isolated crime. Yeah. They're going to have an issue that's like girls of uh, sexual harassment or police harassment. <laughs> that's not a great sexual idea. Sexual harassment, police harassment. Yeah, yeah. these girls were so hot. Um, they couldn't get out of the ticket. They they had they got in even deeper. Yeah. Because the guys wanted to talk to them again. Next Fuck thing you know, <laughs> that's happened. You know what I mean? Like there's like there's cops. Like they they develop an interest in a lot of these cops. Man, they're like, uh, boy, they 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 get lonely. It's hard out there. It's a hard job. Don't 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 ever forget that. Well, one of the huge perks of being a cop is you get to break the law. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know what I mean? They uh, they love doing that. As far as I know. It's the best. I would, Shouts out to my cousin Timmy and Danny. You know what? We should be uh, auxiliary cops. You know what that is? It's like basically you're just some dudes that like people kind of think you're cops. Yeah, we you, should be guardian angels. Yeah. <laughs> Who can't fight. No, then you get then you got to actually do stuff. <laughs> auxiliary cops just kind of like, you know, abuse the badge. We just walk up and go, hey, let me see your phone. Yeah, give me your phone. Give me your ID. <laughs> give me your stuff. Give me your money. Oh, uh, one more cop, story. God damn it. Oh, yeah. 36-year-old Elena Bass from the Forgotten Borough violently, violently removed a child from a changing table. She's a babysitter, and now she's uh, charged with abusing a couple six-month-old daughter. She looks like a psycho. She they, Now, they say there's something wrong with this uh, video, too. They think that it's, like, sped up right at the end, so it looks wrong. But uh, the, her neighbors say she's a little off, that she takes in a lot of stray cats. <laughs> and they... They call her the cat lady. He says, I think six months is too young to start abusing. I think it's just a little too young. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, you want to wait. Uh, and so, you know, parents, if you have kids out there, if you have an, uh, a nanny cam, if you're if you're watching over, uh, you know, hopefully all you see is your master masturbating babysitter, you know, right. uh, next to a pizza box. Ah, the good have, old days. Having a good time. Uh, 
but uh, hey, you know, protect your children. And uh, thank God I don't have any. Uh, Matt, yeah, full charge. Can you imagine? Full charge. Having to worry about all this shit. God, that's like this. What's going to happen after you die? Oh, I don't care. I don't, like, right people, now, I don't care yeah, at all. I feel like my dad cares. Like, like if, you, know. if you slash me on the subway, you better kill me. Yeah. Because <laughs> that doesn't bother me. But if you fuck up my cheek. You turn I'm the mad hole. at you. I'm mad at you. <laughs> Do not I'm anger. I'm upset with you. Don't anger the full charge. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. No. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you around the city, uh, yes. Matt. And, uh, and and catch the podcast. It's called the Full Charge Power Hour. Full Charge Power Hour, episode 163, has Pat Dixon on it. Yeah. So it's a nice gateway drug. If you're listening to no this. No spice. No spice. No spice. No K2. You might already be yeah. a fan. Yeah. So uh, check it out. Thanks to anybody who listened to that and came over here. And uh, yeah. And by the way, make sure you subscribe to... New York City Crime Report, trying to move the needle a little bit, you know. I mean, it's like on iTunes, a little bit. Come on, if you uh, if you haven't subscribed, then do, and if you have, then tell a friend. It would be great, and and leave a review, five stars. Why would you leave a four star review? Yeah, you clearly enjoy it. If you're if you make the trouble, go all the way over there. Do that. Don't go like, well, it could be a little longer, could be a little We're shorter. Just fucking do it. Thanks. Uh, no, really, I'm humbled by it, the fact that you even listen to it at all. The few of you that are still listening. That's news whore Mandy Statmiller, uh, <laughs> who knows I can't wrap up. And it, well, the big thing is tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. That's the that's a great way to help. Yeah, do it. Okay, what what do you want? To, well, I'll let you pitch in here. She has a new column, New York Magazine. Go ahead, say your piece. Hi. Um, you don't have to read it, but if you would share my column, that would really help me out. It's called Unwifeable, and the first one is tinyurl.com. Slash unwifable one, but it's kind of entertaining to read because it talks about how I managed to put with Pat into whatever this is. Thank you, Pat. Hoodwink. Hoodwink me. No one wants to read it more than me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna see what's going on with you two. Yeah. It's you know what? It started off innocently enough. I'm not even really sure what's going on anymore. People who've listened to this show for a while, <laughs> they've seen it change and grow and develop. If you know, tell me, write me through the website. If while you're reviewing the podcast, leave an explanation to Pat for what is marriage. I would really like to know. He wants to know. <laughs> thank you, Matt Voltron. And thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you for listening to New York City. Right?